TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. As a high Bob Lutz, higher than a kite, my answer would be, no, man, I can't do it. Hey, man, I'm high. Oh, shocking monsters. Jeff Lutz. Please, someone, at Bob Lutz, tell him how misguided he is. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. It's an excursion into the odd and into the very, very different. Stand by for action. Hello again, everyone. It's a Wednesday edition, the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH Radio. Bob Lutz and Jeff Lutz, the co-hosts of the show. Max Fire producing and engineering. We understand... He has a special guest in the studio, one Tommy Thurber. Tom Thurber. Uh, so Can you still be Tommy at age 74? Is he's 63, just celebrated he, a birthday. Or does that kind of circle back around? Um, why are you picking on Tom? I'm not, but I'm asking. Do you, like, you can probably be Bobby when you're 80, but from... Well, I know a lot of Tommies that are my age. From 20 through 79, you have to go by Bob or Robert. And no, you, can, one you go by what you want to go by. But one through 19, again, Bobby. You go by what you want to go by. That's it's, the freedom like we this, have in this world. It's like the circle of life. Uh, thank goodness we've got Tommy Thurber uh, back in the studio. <laughs> he must be 80. Keeping Max company today. Uh, what's on tap, you ask? We've got Quincy Acey from Shocker Basketball, one of their new st- assistant coaches. He'll join us at 225. Mike Furches on to talk uh, pop culture after that, about 2.45. We'll get into our top 10 uh, Wednesday list coming up at the top of our number two. Mike doing his favorite soda pops, as he called them. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, he's scraping the bottom of the barrel. I love that. We know you are. What do you mean you know I am? You got nothing. You're... What no, do you got? I got a good list. What do you have? The 10 players I looked forward to, anticipated the most, seeing in a Cardinals uniform after a trade. I'm pretty sure you've done that before, but that's okay. I haven't. Pretty sure you have. No, I haven't. You have. How come you always do sports lists? Because that's what I like. I like sports. All right. Uh, What's your list? The uh, 10 goofiest number one songs of the 90s. Horrible list. That's such a good list. That's a... I hope you didn't ask Max to play these. Of course songs. I did. Is it a good list, Max? One song is okay, but hey, I love that Jeff at least sends me the links to the song so I don't have to search to find them. He's well, good for good. that. I love God, that. That does make me feel a little better. Uh, so those are the top ten lists coming up. They're not supposed to be good songs. They're goofy. I wonder what song he thinks is good. I think I know. Well, we'll see. Yeah. 
Royals dropped one last night. What do I, I feel some uh, obligation to mention the Royals because four people are out there going, they never talk about the Royals on this show, Marv. Ted and Marv would love that. Yeah, the only, that's the only person who would. And Ted you is, don't even have four people for Ted that. Ted is howling right now. He's not listening. Oh, he's listening. Ted, text me if you just heard that. No, text me. I'll guarantee he's listening. And tell me what you really think about this 40-year-old humor that uh, Bob still uses to this day. That's what I really want to know. Well, it was hilarious. That, that will be his first comment. And I certainly trust Ted and the humor department. More than I love you, uh, trust you. <laughs> more than you, you love me? Have you uh, more than I love you? You have trust you, him more than you yeah, love me. Trust him more than I love you. <laughs> wow. Have you ever been in, in gridiron? No, but I've talked about wanting to think about doing it. I appeared in gridiron a couple times. Did, but did you appear or did you rehearse and? Yeah, I rehearsed. You were like in the cast. I had a couple of uh, skits. I should be in 10, gridiron. 15 but... years ago. Really? Well, that that recent? Yeah, something like something like that. Probably closer to fifteen, maybe even twenty years. Why don't ago. I remember this? I don't know why you don't. Was this remember. when we had red beans and rice at at the catering? What are you talking about? Didn't they have red beans and rice for the catering Bayou I, Grill? I don't remember what they had at for the, the catering at the Orpheum. I don't remember. I performed at the Orpheum. What were your characters? I sang a song. Zippity doo dah. It was to make light of my grumpy personality, and they had me sing an upbeat zippity doodah song that kind of flew in the face of my perceived uh, grumpiness. How'd that go over? Ah, the the audience loved it. Oh, they did. No, seriously, when I came on stage, it was unbelievable. It was uh, it was just a, a roar, really. Is that the year before they downsized? No, it was. A, listen to me. Pay attention <laughs> to what I'm going to say. All right. It was a roar. It was? Yes. Well, that's good. And that must have felt good for the you. The people seem to like it. But I haven't been asked back. I don't know why. I mean, I'm a natural on the stage. I don't think they ask people, do they? Sure they do. I think you go and you volunteer your time and you participate and you get in the trenches with it and get your hands dirty, all that stuff. Well, that's not something I'm interested in doing. I want one, one skit, a roar, and then I exit out the back uh, Well, I left thought you door. had a couple skits. Well, I didn't like that. I don't like working. I want one skit, again, the roar. When do you want your line My car parked you? right outside the the uh, left stage exit, and I hop in and go home. When do you want to be told your part and your lines? About Thursday of the Friday show. Okay, so you can memorize them that fast? Yeah. Again, a minute and a half. I hope you got the exit stage left part of it. Well, you can exit wherever you want. I'm sure nobody will mind. And the roar part of it. And then I'm done. That's all I need. The roar. Ted and Bucky and Bonnie and all those people that that uh, want to do more. I, more power to them. Rob Marin. Don't know him. KWCH 12 executive producer. Don't know him. Wouldn't know him if he... Walk down the stairs. He used to work at uh, KFH with us or at Intercom or whatever. If he walked down the stairs right now, I'd probably have to take a baseball bat and at least threaten him. I've got know. blue hair. You wouldn't. I don't think he. Even. I don't know Rob Marin. Really? What used do you do at KFH? He used to do the traffic reports and I don't stuff. pay attention to those people. He was quite. Dan O'Neill, of course, I pay attention yeah. to. Now that it's backfired on you. What do you mean? I don't pay attention, like, except the guy who's doing it now. Yeah, he's he? a great guy. Does he still do it? <laughs> You listen. You hear Dan O'Neill? Is he still on? 
He's made the North Junction one of the most famous junctions in the country. He's also made, um, what's the, I can't even, he's made it famous, but now I can't think of the phrase. Well, that's, see, this is the difference on this show. It's not idling car. What is it? I don't remember. It's the difference between you and me on this show. I remember everything like that. And when you think you have something, you What's that phrase do. he says about a oh a stranded vehicle? Well, yeah, we got stranded vehicles. We have them well, apparently everywhere because every traffic report he talks about a stranded. Well, vehicle. don't you want to know about a stranded? Not vehicle? at all. If you're driving around and and there's a stranded vehicle in a place where does anyone strand where their you want to go to? Uh, you stranded your vehicle when? About every time you have a flat tire. No, I fix those. Which is frequently. You have a lot of vehicle issues. Well, I have a lot of bad vehicles, but it is what it is. Describe your vehicle. It what gets, do you have right now? It gets around. What, what, do you, what is it? Don't worry about no, it. No, I want to know. <laughs> you don't I want to know, know what that red, I don't even know what make and so model. a Chevy is. Cobalt. A, a Chevy Cobalt. Yeah. They stopped making those 2003, 2004? I have no idea. What year is it? Don't know. You don't know. How many miles does it have? A on bunch, one hundred forty-six thousand, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> might I might be way off. Don't you ever want to drive a fairly nice car? It would be nice, but again, that's not what I've chosen to spend my money on to this point in my life. Well, maybe someday. Maybe. Maybe someday you'll you'll make. Well, the... it's it's you know I'll, I get a car or uh, my wife picks out a new camper it's like i don't know well you did you get a new camper i don't know about i mean it's been a while it's been several months now have Uh, you used the camper they they've used it a couple times well good for them there's nothing wrong with having a a camper it's a nice camper i like i like the idea of a camper it's uh i don't know the last time i i spent the night in a camper uh it's probably been in my youth at some point I haven't slept in a tent since my youth. Uh, I've I never believe, slept in an outdoor tent. I believe that if you buy a bed, you should use it, uh, that there's no sense in sleeping uh, outdoors in a tent. But people who do that have my respect. Yeah, I'm not much of a sleep outdoor. I'm not, I'm not really. We ate outdoors the other day. Didn't care for Where'd that. Where would you eat? Uh, over at Fizz Burgers. A lot of Shannon's uh, family was in town, so we went out to dinner. What's wrong with that? What's wrong I'm with not eating an al, al fresca or whatever the term is? What 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 was, like. what didn't you like about I'm it? I'm just an indoor eater. I'm not an animal. I eat indoors. Well, I like the little uh, things you have out at your place around the campfire. Yeah, Don't you kind, like those? That's kind of different, but I hear you. That, that's kind of fun. We didn't get one of those this spring or fall. When did we? No, nah, yeah, we had one in the fall. I don't know what happened this spring. Be nice, uh, be nice to revive that someday. We had a lot of uh, fire warnings and dry weather. Maybe it just wasn't conducive. Well, you build a fire in a pit. You don't have to worry about that stuff. Of course you do. No, you don't. The burn ban. There's a burn ban in in your. There neck often of the was wood. in Sedgwick County. Let me tell you, there's not anybody coming out to where you live to tell you not to burn. In a fire. Okay, pit. but if it catches on a limb, everyone in in the county dies because <laughs> it spreads that quickly. You are, you know, you're. And I don't a, want to be responsible for that. 
I, I, I don't want to say you're not smart because that would be an indictment on me. And to some degree, your mother. No, not really. Um, so, I mean, I think you get, I think that's hereditary. What is and not, I, what, is, what have I said that's not intelligent? That, oh, it burned down. Everything. Um, you know, like wind and dry conditions, not good for building a fire, right? You really think you've, you've gained some real uh, integrity in your time at KWCA. What does that mean? It's almost like you're talking like a TV guy all the time now. It's beautiful, uh, isn't it? Fire bans in the county. Do you know there was a deadly crash the other day? Deadly crash out of 237. <laughs> I mean, it's everything you say now has that little bit of TV feel to it. I know. It's cool, isn't it? No, it's not. I, I, don't, I don't enjoy it. And, and I talk over here like just a regular guy. And I'm, I'm not here to have a, a conversation with somebody who is uh, inflecting his voice and doing. Cruz battled an overnight fire. Did you know that? I don't, I don't like that either. <laughs> I mean, nobody talks like that. <laughs> we, we do. Except TV people. And why do they talk like that? Nobody cares what. There's a, we're sending a crew out to. Well, no, you're not. You're sending one guy with a camera. Eh, probably. Right. Usually. Why not say that? We don't say. I'm talking about firefighting crews. We're sending our fifth string camera guy out to cover. No, all of our camera guys are first string. Instead of we're sending a crew. But they're all reporters also. So it's, it's a cameraman and a reporter both. They're the it, same person, but that's a crew. Now, one person's not a crew. If they do two jobs. I don't agree. I, if you send one person, we're sending an individual. I usually say if I, but I don't like doing that. We don't. I don't. When do you say it? No, I'm talking about when I like write a story that's being updated. We have a reporter or on the scene or something like that. You say that? Yeah, but I don't anymore. Why? Because then I, I'll just update the story instead of saying. Well, that I'd like to know if you have a reporter on the scene. If I'm reading that online, really? That way I can just turn on my TV and get the same information. Well, we want you to experience both. Well, I, it, it seems to me like it's a, a shortcut that doesn't necessarily work. That could be true. I didn't. Uh, I couldn't hang for the the second half of Denver Phoenix last night. Um, how is Denver doing this? You would think that Phoenix. Well, Denver Phoenix is, just doesn't have the depth. Denver has a team, and Phoenix has a collection of. While very good, some of them, players. Denver has built a team. Denver has roles for all their guys. They understand what everybody does. They have Jokic to tie it all together. It's just a real. that's why they're number one in the West, because they have a really good team. Oh, I just saw a final from Cleveland. I better not mention that. Well, it was 5 nothing. What did it end up 5 at? nothing. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I was just going here to, to look up some basketball stuff. Uh, thanks to the Dodgers. How many hits did we end up with? For uh, going into Milwaukee and hammering the Brewers, who can't score either. Uh, I just heard, who's the guy from uh, Baseball Prospectus, Joe Sheehan? Yeah. He was just on uh, Jim Rome. And I listened to a little bit of it, and he's talking about how pitching has completely now taken over the game. Uh, that you got all these pitchers uh, with filthy, filthy stuff, uh, bullpens with four or five guys now that can throw uh, upper 90s to 100 or even over 100. 
and that it doesn't matter what you do with shifts or uh, clocks or any of that, that the way pitchers' velocity is now, hitters aren't keeping up, and they humanly can't keep up. And I thought that was interesting because I've had the same fear for a long time. And he's in favor of moving the pitching rubber back. Uh, And this is a guy you respect. Okay, I understand that in theory. But what about in practice? Wouldn't that mess up every hitter's timing? Like, you'd have to, like, almost relearn hitting to some degree, wouldn't you? How many hits did we have? Can we stay on this path? You had four. How many did Tyler Freeman have? Uh, Who cares? Tyler Freeman had two. Well, good for him. And he'll cool off. You know it. He's, this is the first time he's played hey, in a month. He's a, that's not your savior. Uh, but anyway, it was an interesting point, and I've not heard it talked about all that much, and I want you to get Joe Sheehan on this show sometime next week. No, you want me to do that? Yeah, I do. Uh, why me? Because uh, I'm, I'm assigning you that that duty. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you that assignment. I want to talk to him more about it because I didn't hear his entire interview. Well, I'll do my best. And I think it's interesting. This is one of the guys that that writes about baseball every single day. He's completely immersed in it. And for him to say those things caught my attention. Well, it's a little alarming. I I do think it's alarming. But it's not like we're seeing one nothing games every night. There's no, still there's only still when the Guardians play. Well, we uh, scored two yesterday. Yeah, you won two to nothing yesterday. You lost five to nothing today. You lost two to one today. You can't score. You think you of all people would be hungry for offense. Your team is one of the worst offensive teams. Well, we had it last year in the game of baseball. I and, understand that. And you're over there saying, "Well, everything's fine." We, Not one of the worst. We uh, we had four hits today. I didn't say everything's here's, fine. Here's your lineup. Steven Kwan, 265. Ahmed Rosario, 234. Jose Ramirez, 270. Josh Bell, 219. Uh, some guy named Fry, uh, 200. You got a hit. Freeman, Sweet. 364. Zunino, 179. Brennan, 208. Arias, 204. Straw, 229. I mean, that's just abysmal. No, I'm not arguing with you. I've I said this yesterday. They're awful. What do you want me to say? So it's an abomination, and somehow they're only two games out of first, two and a half now. But, but it's a terrible division. It is. And uh, Eduardo Rodriguez pitched extremely well, as he has all year. He's a good pitcher for uh, for the Tigers. And, and we you, tip our cap to him. And you, got, you and you, you got fall us. five to nothing. We tip our cap. Shut down a good offense today, Eduardo. Good job. He didn't shut down a good offense. He shut down the Guardian. <laughs> and they're a joke. I mean, it's it, they're 17 and 20, but uh, you, you've got to be beside yourself trying to watch this team. I don't watch them. What's the point of watching that? Why, who would watch it? That's my point. And that's Joe Sheehan's point. But Joe Sheehan, that has nothing to do with. That's an anomaly. The Guardians' offense is an anomaly and a little bit of an outlier. So to judge them by that, it's philo- well, philosophical. Look at, look at it. Look almost everywhere. The Twins today sent down Jose Miranda, who can't figure out how to hit. Uh, last year he was a good, good young hitter. We thought he was headed. Why would toward, you send him down? 
because he can't hit. I know, but he doesn't have anything to prove in the minor leagues. Either work it out there or figure out another place. Go down, get some at-bats, less pressure. People have been doing this for forever in the yeah, game Yeah, but of that's baseball. not the guy you send down. The I guy mean, who's already had a pr- But can you imagine if the Guardians sent down everybody who's not hitting? Well, can they'd we? Be, they'd be bringing guys in from the right field bleachers to play. Well, their AAA lineup is actually quite a bit better <laughs> than their major that's league lineup. That's a sad, sad statement. I don't know that what your triple A, your you'd rather see your triple A lineup. I honestly think in if Cleveland, the triple A lineup that they rolled out today in Columbus, while they only scored one run, they scored nine yesterday. They'd probably perform better. Sad. Triple A pitchers aren't nearly as good, and that's a problem. All right, time for a break. When we come back, we'll talk Shocker basketball. We want to introduce you to uh, another of their new assistant coaches. Under Paul Mills, Quincy Acey, former standout player at Baylor. He's been uh, coaching now for a little while and uh, very highly thought of in the coaching ranks. He joins the show next. This is Bob. That's Jeff. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Well, that's all right, Mama. That's all right for you. That's all right, Mama. Just any way you do that. Mother's Day coming up this weekend. We're celebrating moms with the music on the show. That's Elvis. That's all right, Mama. Quincy Acey joins us on the hotline, sponsored by IHOP. Quincy, one of the new assistant basketball coaches under Paul Mills at Wichita State. Quincy, thanks for coming on the show today. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. We're uh, very happy to have you. We want to try to get to know this uh, this new staff as much as we can. Uh, this is your first uh, collegiate job after your playing career. 
You played, obviously, at Baylor when Paul Mills was an assistant coach there. Uh, how much did that relationship blossom during your uh, basketball playing career at Baylor? Oh, uh, man, it was uh, it played a major, major factor into my decision in coming here, um, which I'm happy to be here as well. Um, and excited to get to know you guys. I hear the rich tradition that the city has, so um, I'm feeling my love already. Um, but it, it played a major factor, and um, and our relationship has has really and truly grown over the years. Uh, he's always kept in touch, and he's always told me that um, whenever I decided to finish play playing, I would uh, he would have a job for me. So um, you know, he's he's a man of his word, and to see his success. Um, in the years post Baylor and what he's done with ORU, um, you know I'm just so happy for him and I'm excited to to continue to grow with him. What are you expecting for yourself as far as what this what this job looks like? First time out in college for you. Um, I'm sure you've talked about what your role will be, but you know how have those conversations gone? What have you What have you and Paul Mills talked about how you will be utilized? Yeah, I mean, he's he's just telling me to be myself. You know, he, he knows what I bring. He knows the energy that I bring um, on an everyday basis. And, you know, just the leadership and um, just the experience that I that I bring to the table every day. Um, you know, I just be just completely dedicated to, to giving my all to these guys. So I think he, he knows what I'll bring. Um, so, you know, he's just encouraging me to bring uh, – to be myself and just – as, as he calls it and as all the coaches call it, bring the juice every day. Talking uh, with Shocker basketball assistant Quincy Acey. So your your playing career ended in 2022. You spent uh, parts of seven seasons in the NBA, went overseas for a while. And then last, uh, last season you served as a player development assistant in the G League uh, with the Texas Legends. Did you know, Quincy, after you were done playing, that coaching was definitely what you wanted to pursue? And how much uh, how much good did you gain in that brief time in the G League as a developmental assistant coach? Right. Yeah, um, I think all along, I think, uh, you know, my coaches, my mom, and other people around me have, have seen me more of a, of a coach than I have personally um, over the years. But I think later in my career, they kind of, I think I kind of naturally fell into that role. Um, just the way I started to look at the game and approach the game, I just kind of knew that that might be my next step. Um, and, you know, I just kind of pre- started to prepare myself early. Um, I got surgery, my first surgery back in 2018, 2019. And that was the first time I was kind of met with the reality of my post-playing career. And that's kind of when I started to make uh, notes about coaching started to make a rolodex of plays and just started to kind of um, nurture those connections that I have built over the years. So, you know, it's, it's been kind of in the making and preparation to be uh, at this point. Um, but it just kind of all unfolded at the right time. So, yeah, I think just that one year in the D league helped me with the other side of things and actually getting the experience, getting some scouts, um, being in the war room with the draft, um, just being in different situations that I would be faced with as a coach. I think it prepared me last year. 
Yeah, what what are some of your standout memories as a player? You got to see a lot of the world uh, playing professional basketball, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I feel like playing for the for the New York Knicks and playing every home game at Madison Square Garden that that would be kind of just a different animal. Is, is am I right about that? And also, yeah, like I said, what are some of your other memories? Yeah, I mean, playing for the for the Knicks that was a dream come true for sure. Um, but I, I would have to say my greatest thought was playing for the Mavericks, although it was brief. And uh, it was probably about six games. You know, that was a dream come true. Um, getting to put on that Mavericks uniform, you know, the 2011 year when they won the championship, you know, I was a big fan. I wore around the championship hat that whole year, that whole summer. So um, that was kind of one of my brighter moments in the NBA. Um, but like you said, you know, playing at the Garden every every night, that was that was something. You know, although our record didn't show, we didn't have the best record, so we didn't get the – <laughs> the best side of the fans, you know, but they still showed their loyalty. So that was a uh, that was a, that was a lot of fun. Quincy AC, our guest, played in 337 NBA games during his career. Now a Wichita State assistant men's basketball coach. So you're a, you're a 32 year old guy. Your first real coaching job in the collegiate ranks, uh, but you have a lot of experience on this staff with Coach Mills, obviously, and. Kenton Paulino, the associate head coach. Chris Hollander's been around a while. How much are you uh, leaning on those guys uh, for knowledge right now, Quincy? Well, I'm leaning on these guys a whole bunch, man. And, and I mean, they've been a lot of help themselves. You know, they, I, I haven't had to reach out as much as I thought I would. You know, they've just kind of been um, open with the information and just, <clears throat> excuse me, taking me under their wing. So, um, you know, it's early right now. It's a lot of recruiting, a lot of scouting, and and things of, those, of, of that nature. So it's a lot of, of rules and things to follow that they're kind of familiarizing me with and, you know, just kind of showing me the way. And, um, you know, it's, it's fun. It's, uh, it's just exciting. It's a new challenge. And, um, you know, it's, it's a great area for me to grow in. Well, I'll give you a little test. Can you recite every player in the transfer portal? <laughs> <laughs> That's the main tab that stays open on my computer at all times. <laughs> Because it is constantly updated. Yeah, for sure. So, Quincy, what are some of the, the most important things, I guess, you learned as a player about the game? Because to go right into coaching, I imagine that you had to have some pretty keen observations uh, and study the game pretty closely. So what do you think you bring from your playing career now to becoming a coach? Yeah, man, I mean, um, you know, I, I – proud of myself in defense um you know the way I, I affected the game was through my energy my my toughness and my defense um so the way that I saw the game when I played was a little different than other guys and I think that's the experience that I can bring and still being kind of youthful uh, I can kind of get out there and show the guys um, better than I can tell them um so I think that kind of uh, helps and will help um and you know it just brings uh, a different perspective uh, when you kind of got a guy that can show you how to do it. And, you know, they, and it's, I don't know, I, I just knew how to receive information when I was at that age. And I think, you know, it's how you approach guys. I think that that would be the most important thing of of, of um, resonating with these guys. Talking now with Shocker assistant Quincy AC played uh, under Paul Mills, who was then an assistant at Baylor. So tell us uh, about Coach Mills and, and your experience with him. What makes him a successful basketball coach? Why, in in your opinion, is he the right guy uh, at the right time for this Wichita State challenge? 
Oh man, I mean, first of all, he's a he's a man of high character, and I think at this at this level in college, you know, you got you have guys um, leaving home for the first time, and you know, you you really putting your trust into to the type of people that's going to be around you every day. And I think he is one of the you know most high character guys that I've ever been around in my in my entire life, and he stays true to that to, to this day. So you know the energy and the passion that he brings to the game, but not only to the game, you know, to to each individual as a as a human and wanting to see us all grow. You know, the players, the staff, you know, everyone around him. Uh, I think that just speaks volumes to who he is as a man. So that's what I think he brings. Um, I was 17 years old when I went to college, um, and I left. I was 21 years old, and I was a father. And, you know, the, these were the, the men that I was around every single day of the four years of my, my, my college career. So um, knowing that this is the guy leading the pack and knowing that I'm a part of it and, and guys like uh, Coach Chris and Coach uh, Kenton, you know, the, these are all a part of the, the Mills mode of just high-character guys. And I think that's the, the, the most fun part of, about this job is being able to reach these guys and, and just having lasting effects on their lives. So I know you can't get into, like, specifics as far as players go or anything like that, but I was just curious what it's been like uh, recruiting for you, not only because it's, it's kind of the first time, but uh, because you're trying to really build a roster here. There's only a couple – uh, maybe three players left over from from last year's team, and and just how has that process gone for you and the staff? Yeah, uh, like you said, I mean it's a it's a whole new world uh, for me. Um, so it's just been a lot of back and forth, a lot of flying. You know, I visited some high school kids locally within the rules. Um, you know, we went to a, a AU tournament out there in Wichita. Um, you know, so it's it's a whole new experience. But like I said, you know, it's fun just kind of learning it all. You know, it's all – when I was a player, I would see all these things happening, see all these coaches on the other side of the ropes. But then now knowing the process that it takes to get get in there and, you know, knowing all these rules they have to follow and, you know, all these things, you know, it's, it's just kind of an interesting um, chapter of my life that I'm in that I'm, you know, have uh, great gratitude for. So, you know, I'm just all taking it in and, and, and learning it day by day. You know, it's I'm never – uh, not open to learning new information. Well, we appreciate the opportunity to get you get to know you a little bit better. It speaks uh, volumes about you that uh, Coach Mills uh, was not only willing but eager uh, to to give you a chance at this level at a young age uh, and without uh, a ton of experience. And it sounds like uh, you're going to meet this challenge and look forward to it. And we really appreciate the opportunity, Quincy. Best of luck to you. No, yes, sir. Thank you. And thank you for having me, man. Everybody starts somewhere. So I'm I'm so grateful for the opportunity. And I'm definitely thankful for Coach Miller for, for uh, believing in me. So I don't take that lightly at all. So I'm excited to get going with you guys and, uh, you know, turning things around here and with Shocker Nation. So uh, thank you guys again for having me. All right. Thank best, you. Best to you. Have a good day. Thanks, Quincy. All right. You too. Quincy AC, Wichita State men's basketball assistant coach. Uh, yeah. So now we've got to get Kenton Paulino on the show, and we will have had all of the main staff. Although they nowadays you got about uh, thirty got people. Support staff, and yeah, <laughs> a lot of people. You got an operations director, director of player development, a, pl- a special assistant, a chief of staff. I mean, it never ends. Wow, chief of staff. That's Ryan Hillard's new title. Okay, well, good.
They kept uh, Ryan, who's uh, who's been around Shocker basketball now for a long time. Yeah, you wouldn't want to lose him. No, he uh, knows knows where all the uh, bodies are buried. To borrow an old really, term. that's pretty sinister. Well, you know what I mean. I guess you like that phrase. Not really. Uh, before we get to Mike Furches, I I wanted to fit in thoughts on Bob Huggins, West Virginia uh, men's basketball coach, who yesterday made some. Uh, offensive remarks a couple days ago yeah. uh, on a radio station in Cincinnati. He has since apologized, an eloquent written apology uh, that we know was not written by him. Uh, and the only way, in my estimation, to do these things, and I put this out on Twitter, and I want to see if you agree, is to get in front of a camera and talk about it uh, and answer questions. Uh, that's really the only way to satisfy people like me when it comes to these things and nobody ever does it they get their pr people uh, to write and it's a it's a very good apology it was written very well i don't know if bob huggins even read it uh that's the problem with those things uh he signed it uh but he i don't know that he read it so unless he did unless uh, he can get in it, it that has zero meaning to me yeah, you're preaching to the choir on this entire issue. I'm not going to stand up for Bob Huggins. Mike, your thoughts before we get into our pop culture segment. I totally agree with you. I've never been a fan of Bob Huggins. You know, if it was the first time that something like this has happened, that's one thing, but it's not. And uh, I'll just I'll leave it at that. I'm I'm with Jeff. You're not going to find me defending Bob Huggins for anything at this point. Yeah, there's there's it's an indefensible uh, situation. Uh, but it's certainly not helped, in my opinion, by a written statement penned by others. And uh, I'll leave it at that. All right, let's get yeah. into some pop culture with our friend Mike Furches. Uh, certainly there's some some of it to discuss. Uh, and some of the big news involves a show we're both big fans of, Yellowstone, coming to an end uh, after the upcoming season this fall and winter uh, with Kevin Costner stepping aside to pursue other things. Your thoughts about that? Well, it's kind of hard to imagine it going on without Costner, Kevin Costner. And uh, I, th I think it's about running its course. You know, that there are very few series that can last the seven, eight, nine, ten seasons anymore uh, because there's so much originality. And, and I, you know, I wonder how, or how much it is that uh, the, uh, the screenwriter, Sheridan, is spread thin he's got so much going on i mean how I, I don't know how he keeps going what he's got going uh but i think i think it's starting to, I, I think this next season the full season they'll be able to end it up and go from there but kevin costner uh the next thing that he's in i'll watch again he's just that good and so much fun to watch so uh kind of hate to see it but I, it doesn't surprise me in any way well hopefully the the series 1923 comes back and uh, uh, we get to see that uh, conclude and then there's another spinoff from Yellowstone plan that could be starring Matthew McConaughey and who knows what else Taylor Sheridan's up to. Here's the problem yeah. though Mike you spoke exactly what I was going to ask these shows are so detailed, in-depth precisely written that once you get through like the main plot line it seems like, and I don't watch a lot of these shows, but I've heard this about Yellowstone. I've heard this about uh, um, what's the Jason Sudeikis. 
I just had it in my brain. Uh, coach, whatever. Ted Lasso. Oh, Ted Lasso. Out loud. What are you that it's like, gone downhill. Should should have. Has se- Ted Lasso gone downhill in this season, Mike? That people I are heard saying that. it's awful. Uh, who said that? A lot of people. I've read it online. I don't see anyone who even likes it. Um, yeah. I don't. So should he, should shows be even one longer than a season at this point? Yes, I think that if they, if they if they call for it, absolutely yes. I, I don't think that Ted Lasso is anywhere near being cut off or going off air. Uh, it still probably is Apple TV's most watched series, and it's still quite enjoyable. But there does come a time, and it's especially true for shows of excellence. Uh, and and I say that with all sincerity. When a show is an excellent show, it's hard to maintain excellence. You know, how, how many rings does a Boston Celtic have? I mean, how many, how many times can you consecutively win the NBA or the MLB or any other championship? It, it's hard to maintain excellence. Some would say a, it's harder to maintain it than it is to get it. First that's time. A, so. That's especially true when you're trying to carry a storyline through multiple seasons. Um, yeah. I, episodic television is probably easier because you have a different – episode each week it can be completely di- different than the previous one but the shows we're talking about uh carry over and by the way mike yeah. i'm sure you watched ted lasso i have not uh this season is it bad i would not say it's bad I'd, i would say it's still enjoyable there's just there's t- in some ways not, this is a terrible comparison i can't even want to say it there's just not a whole lot of bad characters in it you know i, I we both been watching Ascension. I'm totally caught up now, Paul. <laughs> I'm absolutely caught up. Ascension will be ending at the right time. Succession. And it was a series. It was Succession. I don't know why it's in it. <laughs> Succession. But it, it is a series that is ending at the right time. It, it can't go any further now. Uh, it's not like a Andy Griffith or something of those series long ago that could go on 15, 20 seasons with the story format. The story formats and how we tell stories have changed, the depthness of the stories have gotten greater. Uh, another Sheridan movie that I liked immensely that I would encourage you to watch is Tulsa King with uh, Schwarzenegger, not Schwarzenegger, with uh, uh, Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone. I'm, I had a nap today. That was my problem. <laughs> but the Sylvester Stallone series, uh, Tulsa King, is well worth watching, and it's another one that I suspect they'll get three, maybe four good seasons out of it. And then there won't be a whole lot left to tell, and uh, that's uh, that's just part of the norm. And for for Yellowstone, they've gone as I think they've gone about as far as they can go. I will say this oh. about Succession, and I've said it before, and I'll probably say it again: it's got the best writing on any television show I've ever ever watched. It's so quick paced, and if you're not completely attentive to it, uh, it's going to get by you. And you're going to have yeah. to go back and watch it again because it, it, it's one of those shows that can get by you. It's got the most fascinating characters that you dislike of any series I've ever seen. There's not, I hate to say it this way, and it, it sounds terrible, but I enjoy, I have enjoyed it and enjoy seeing how it's going to end. There is not a likable character on the whole show, but that way of life that they live is, uh, there are people that live that way. And it just causes you to ponder. You, you're talking about the written statement, you know, in regards to an apology. Boy, you can sure relate to that not meaning anything to the person saying it from a show like uh, Secession. So, 
suppose the pursuit uh, of wealth and power, and yeah. and really in America, uh, I, I hate to go on these uh, bents, well, but really that's the difference. One of the key differences in America. Uh, from when I was younger, at least my perception, and I believe it to be the case, is that more people are in pursuit of wealth and power than ever before, and uh, well, it's not a it's not a pretty pursuit necessarily. No, and pop culture is mirroring that to some ex- to some extent, but thankfully in pop culture we also have movies that take us back to good times and fun experiences, and thankfully. While we have some of those that take us to the bad times of what America has become in so many ways, we also see shows that give us a hope and a glimmer that we can still have a good time, whether that be at the movies or whatever. And uh, there there are some good, entertaining movies that are out there that I would encourage folks to see. That's that's what I've heard uh, this year going back to Ted Lasso is, is that the characters have become darker and less likable, and I think that's – that's TV, right? That's every prestige show. Was there a uh, likable character on Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul or Mad Men or Succession? That's what TV is now. It's a bunch of anti-hero protagonists. And that just that was what I heard Ted Lasso was completely the opposite of, and now it's falling into. But, uh, but well, I don't watch that show. I can only go by the reviews and people I've spoken with. Yeah. I mean, it- I don't know if you can. I, I would not go that far on Ted Lasso for this season. Uh, some people may, and I can see where some people may go that way. I, I would not. So, but there's there's still even even on some of those shows, Jeff. Uh, I mean, Breaking Bad. There's an understanding of why they went the way that they did, and you know, society has maybe led to to, to the understanding of that. But how how much does things like Facebook and Twitter? In these other formats of social media where we can just blast one another without any consequence, how much have those things played into it? So, again, and I'm going to name a couple movies real quick. Guardians of the Galaxy, a super fun time, you know, one I'd recommend. Uh, another one that I would recommend right now uh, is the uh, Sisu, but the Polite Society. One that you and I had a br- very brief conversation about is, Hey, God, it's me, Margaret. There's movies that we can still see that take us back to our youth. Uh, there's television shows that still take us back to our youth. And I think that's one of the reasons that pop culture, music, it, or whatever, is so important. I mean, we didn't even, we didn't even bring up or throw out Dolly Parton's new record. It's coming out 30 well, songs. I, I want to I talk about that in a moment. Real quick, Mike, I want to yeah. challenge you on Guardians of the Galaxy being a fun time. Uh, you know there's parts – I'm sure you know the parts of that movie that – are really gut-wrenching for me personally. And also, it's extremely violent. I'm not saying Batista's hilarious. There's some there's some fun moments, but I don't know if I'd call that a fun movie. I think it's a fun movie. And okay. and there are sad parts. There are sad parts that are redeemed. They don't stay that way. And, and, and they call those resurrection scenes and those types of things. So, And it causes you to reflect on things like friendship. So... I think those are good things. So, so let's uh, anyway. Mike Furches is with us. We'll get to top ten here in a moment. But he brought up Dolly Parton's new rock album called Rockstar. And when she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, she obviously made it clear that she felt out of place. She did a very good job uh, performing a rock song as a part of that ceremony. But now she's going all in with an incredible list 
of special guests, which uh, sadly does not include Don Henley. That is sad. Uh, yeah. I was very, t- I was sad about that. Don Henley's gone into hiding outside of tour. I don't know what's happened to Don Henley, but it includes uh, John Fogarty, Stevie Nicks, all the people, you, Chris Stapleton. It's, it's an incredible list of people. Uh, and Paul McCartney, this has, we're going to start together. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, all kinds of things. It's unbelievable, and I can't wait for this record to come out. But are you really expecting much from it, Bob? I, I can't am. wait for it either. I, I can't wait for it either, but I'm not really expecting it to be all that good. I, and it's not It's not a slam on Dolly. She, I, I just think she has the vocal style that for what she does, she is phenomenal. But I don't think it's going to carry over to her singing Purple Rain or something. I, I just, it's hard. I hope I'm wrong because I'm buying the record. Just for just for all the, right, we'll we'll place a bet, a five dollar wager. I think it will be a critical success. You do not. I do not. Mike, I have a question hey, for here, you. Here, I got a better. I got a better wager, Bob. A, a, a League Forty Two burger. There you go. We'll Mike, do that, Mike. I have a question, but I'm going to ask it on the other side of this break before we get into top ten. All right, we're going to uh, take a break and come back and do our top ten list. Mike, his favorite. What do you say? Soda Soda pops. Soda pops, which is a great term for soft drinks. My uh, ten favorite Cardinals who came over in a trade. Uh, My most, I, I, I most anticipated seeing them in a Cardinals uniform. And Jeff is doing what again? The goofiest number one songs of the '90s. There you go. All that coming next with Mike Furches. Top ten Wednesday. We'll be back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 